For April 5th, 2021, it's the Overthinking It podcast, episode 666. Joke, not a joke. Hey, it's Overthinking It, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve. The overthinkers here are smart, funny friends from the internet, never happier than when we are sitting around and talking about the things that we love. We love them individually. We love them together. We love together to love them individually. We love individually to love them together. Uh, it's a story two-hander. I'm Matt, and that's Pete. Hey, Pete, how you doing? Uh, you know, Matt, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Matt, I want to ask you a question. Oh, no. Is it, does my life have a one? No. Do you ever think that our podcast, do you ever fantasize, I should say, uh-huh. about our podcast being engraved on a nickel disc in some distant, you know, archive somewhere or like copied over and copied over and copied over in some sort of cloud archive and serving to the distant future as a very peculiar and detailed sort of view into the years that we've done this thing. Do you ever think of our podcast as a historical document? I am. I mean, sort of. I do think I have had the thought, Pete, like, what if future archaeologists come across this? Like, what if there is some sort of cataclysm, you know, and the one digital artifact from our time that survives is the overthinking a podcast? And what sort of assumptions would, you know, future archaeologists make about our culture based on just listening to the overthinking a podcast? I have I, I have had that thought. So, so with that thought in mind and a bit of serious altruism in play, I would like to talk today about something that I haven't seen talked about in any other historical document, you know, contemporary, but which everybody right now alive knows, mm-hmm. which is that April 1st, April Fool's Day of 2021 was really weird, huh. <laughs> right? And was a notable break from previous April Fool's Days and the sort of trajectory that April Fool's Day as a tradition had been taking up until this point, at least in the United States. I want to say I want to put that out there as something that that I think everybody, if they sit back and think about it, will have noticed if you're at all invested in April Fool's Day as a tradition. And I just want to say this so that, you know, in the inevitable future, wherein, you know, historians find our podcast is the only surviving document of these times, they know at least that this happened, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, That this was a weird, weird april fool's day uh and i want to i want to i want to start uh the podcast off ask every man if he has heard the story and tell it loud and clear that if he has not that once there was a fleeting wisp of glory i don't even know if i have the melody right of glory called camelot not called overthinking it (laughs) two trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert (laughs) it probably doesn't okay (laughs) the um so what? Uh, <laughs> so I guess for the totally uninitiated, of course, April Fool's Day is a April first of every year. People play jokes on each other and whatnot, and and we're going to get into that a lot more because what that means is complicated. But here we are, right in this particular moment, we all expect to see things on the internet that are jokes on April first, right? In some way, jokes, pranks, misdirections, whatever. And, and there's one particular story that jumped out that I heard about from multiple people who all had the same reaction to it that I want to start out in our conversation about April Fool's Day 2021, the much under discussed holiday weirdness. Uh, and I, I think this qualifies as pop culture, right? 
So, so Matt, are you aware, did you hear that Green Giant and Peeps are partnering to introduce a limited edition cauliflower marshmallow bunny? Well, it's Pete, as you know, Pete, <laughs> the day on which we are recording this podcast is, is Easter. You know, yes. uh, and so we, we had our Easter celebrations, you know, today. Um, and I just chowed down, you know, I am on, as you know, Pete, <laughs> as you know, Pete, I am on a low carb diet. Right. You know? Right. Right. And so yep. I, as you know, Pete, I cannot yeah. eat marshmallow peeps, right. uh, on a low and carb diet. does not know that you are in fact a talking dog. So <laughs> a brilliant talking dog. We both are. In fact, actually, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a well-natured llama. I'm, 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 I'm an ordinary camel and you're a talking dog and we fight crime. No, sorry. <laughs> so you only eat meat. You can't have chocolate. I can't, I can't have chocolate. I only, yeah. yep. Only eat meat, just a yep. high fat, low carb, uh, diet. So, uh, yep. I only ate and, and, and the other reason I can't eat peeps is because they're disgusting. So right. I, I, uh, I ate just nothing but cauliflower marshmallow peeps today. Right. That was my whole, uh, that was my whole diet. So, uh, yeah. as you know, Pete, um, this, this, uh, implies that indeed I have, um, uh, heard of the marshmallow yes. peeps, Pete, and I've, I've eaten them myself. Oh. So they're real. April Fools. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so here's the situation, right? Either and or probably a combination between the both of them, Peeps and Green Giant issued a press release, and I'm sure it's promoted in a bunch of different ways. I found it on different TV channels. Uh, I've been looking at the one from the AP Newswire, right? And I've I've uh, heard about it from multiple different people. That, oh, man, hey, starting April 1st, you know, we're going to have these limited edition peeps that taste like cauliflower. And I don't know. I don't think it's uniquely the case that this particular that 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 this year is so bad that like a press release of something that is bad and makes no sense doesn't come off as implausible. But like that's the key problem, right, is that the key problem with this joke is that it's it's supposed to be absurd that Green Giant and Peeps would partner to release a cauliflower-flavored marshmallow rabbit. Mm -hmm. But given what we know about partnerships, right, given what we know about <laughs> product rollouts, given what we know about all of us getting what we want or not what we want, right, uh, given, given all of us, like, our connection to reading things in, you know, when I, I'm going to say, when I say the media, I mean like the social media as well as the, uh, the one to many broadcast media of sorts, right? Like it is not an uncommon thing to encounter something stupid that you think shouldn't be happening. And that seems to make you kind of disgusted, but that you just kind of keep walking, right? Like that's kind of a, uh, that is a mood as they say, right? <laughs> so, that, that this is, so the, the idea that this is like too absurd, I mean, there's like we all know the stories of the various exotic Kit Kat flavors, right, that can be had in Japan, uh, which are supposedly delicious and interesting and compelling. Right. Like sure. you know, people go to Japan, they come back with all sorts of Kit Kats. We've probably heard about the many, many different flavors of Oreos that come out as various sorts of, you know, marketing drum beats. And, oh, do you want bubblegum Oreos? Do you want, you know, Mocha Heath Bar Espresso we all, Oreos? We all have heard of the Shamrock Shake. Yes, yes, exactly. So like in and of itself, this is part of a larger trend. And what I would like to do just real quick here is go through this press release. Okay. Right. 
which is quite a marvel of comedic writing. As somebody who's written both press releases and bad comedy, <laughs> I feel uniquely qualified to discuss this piece. And I want to point out the moments that are joke, not a joke, right? Wherein they could either be joking because they're saying something that's supposed to be absurd or not a joke because it's totally how this sort of thing operates, right? Is that like, is that like sorry, not sorry? Joke, yes. not a joke. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. Joke, not a joke. Well, sorry, not sorry is that like a little bit, you know, I'm sorry that I'm not sorry, you know? Yeah, like, that's true. And, and so the joke, not a joke is like, maybe the joke is that it's not a joke. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, which is like, which yeah. is like, ha ha. There are a lot of things that, that are not a joke. Like uh, the desk my computer sits on is not a joke. And that's the joke as you know (laughs) do you get it so i'm gonna go through this press release it's not long and i'm gonna point out some of the joke not a jokes right first of all the byline the 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 dateline is parsippany new jersey joke not a joke right lots of stuff's made in new jersey right it's very possible that this stuff is made in new jersey in fact maybe it is all made in new jersey i don't know green giant the iconic brand synonymous with delicious and high quality vegetables for families joke not a joke Right. Uh, announced today a partnership with the Peeps brand, makers of the beloved marshmallow treat. That's just a sentence. Yeah. To introduce green giant cauliflower flavored Peeps ahead of Easter. Joke? Not a joke? Not sure. The giant marshmallow bunnies with a hint of cauliflower flavor. Joke? Not a joke. Will be available beginning April 1st. The cauliflower trend is hard to miss. Joke? Not a joke. These days we see it being used in everything from pizza crust to tots and beyond. That's just true, right? Yep. Uh, we says Caitlin Surveyne, the Peeps brand manager. Joke? Not a joke. We thought it was time for Peeps to get in on the fun. Joke? Not a joke. Which is why we teamed up with a leading brand in vegetable innovation. I'll repeat, vegetable innovation. Uh-huh. Joke? Not a joke. Green Giant to bring this unique product offering to fans across the country. Joke? Not a joke. Now, so what he's saying is like, if you were to merely be talking about Green Giants and being in a partnership with Green Giant in a press release, you might describe them as the leading brand in vegetable innovation. You might describe them as a as fans across the country of Green Giant vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these these are things that you would not. These are not absurd for a press release to say. And I think because they're not absurd, it's not clear whether they're being serious or not, right? Green giant cauliflower flavor, giant peeps. So they're actually bigger than usual. That actually, I think, makes the joke worse. Like the idea yeah, that they're a also good point. big, right? The idea that we're we're creating a special edition of something, yes. which is the sort of thing, which is not a joke, which is the sort of thing you'd, you would encounter all the time. Because it makes sense to make giant peeps, uh-huh. right? That's the kind of thing they would do to make giant peeps and green giant. And so now the fact that it's cauliflower, there's not a connection in terms of what the sort of core irony is between it being a very large peep, which is something a small child would be more excited about, and it being a vegetable, which the main joke is, is something a small child would not be excited about, right? Uh, marshmallow bunnies are available for a limited time and in a different way for fans to express their peepsonality. I think the big part of this is that the funniest, strangest, most absurd parts of this are probably the ones that are true. Yeah. Oh, right? absolutely. Like peepsonality registered trademark yep. this Easter season. Really? Like, all caps in the, in the press caps. release, all caps yes. peepsonality. 
The cauliflower flavor is subtle and derived from green giant riced veggies cauliflower. I mean, if they were doing this, of course they would say that, right? Each package contains two Peeps marshmallow bunnies. Whoever said you can't combine vegetables and sweets has not tasted our latest innovation. What do you mean? Of course you can combine vegetables and sweets. Like, people do that all the time, right? Have you never had a glazed carrot? (laughs) They're delicious. Yes. I mean, seriously. Right. It's like, you know, honey, 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 everything. And honey, I don't know, whatever. Sure. Kristen Thompson, brand director, Green Giant. Consumers have raved about Green Giant veggie swap in products for breakfast, lunch and dinner. So we thought we should tackle sweets, too. Now, that's interesting because nobody's going to get that joke. Right. The joke there, I guess, is that Green Giant has another product that nobody cares about. And again, I'm not trying to be mean to Green Giant because I've written a lot of these press releases. And one of the big problems with press releases is like you go into it because it's your job, right? And it's like, this is this is what I think about every day. And so the things that stick out to me are probably the things that are going to stick out to an, an exterior audience, right? An external audience. So it's like, okay. Or maybe the goal here is to like get Green Giant veggie swap-ins, those extra sort of impressions of awareness because they're trying to bury that name in people's heads or something. I don't know. So do you know, do you know what Green Giant veggie swap-ins are? No. So Green, green Giant veggie swap-ins are – we're uh, doing their work for them, Matt. That's okay. It's all right. We came here to to, to save Green Giant, to praise like, Green Giant, not to bury them. So in place of spaghetti, for yeah. example, you can have spaghetti squash that's already oh, cut for you. So into like zoodles. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, but s- s- not zoodles, but saoodles. And they also have like cauliflower pizza crust. So it's, it's sort of taking these ingredients that are less um, – taking these ingredients that are sort of less in vogue right now or that are that are sort of on the outs and replacing them largely with cauliflower um right, let's right, see what right. some of the mark green giant riced veggies chickpea cauliflower blend yeah. as a, as a non as a low carb person yourself you probably are very familiar with uh, these and and zoodles are a thing though yeah there's zucchini That's, noodles zucchini right noodles, right, yeah. right you're you're just yeah making sure this is squash noodles zucchini noodles got it got it sorry i'm i'm interrupting um, um, what, yeah. And the, and, uh, so yeah, all these things, these sort of, you know, non, these flowers derived from legumes or from cauliflower. Cauliflower does seem to be the hero of this particular, uh, of this particular trend, right? This particular right. like substitution, um, like, uh, and, and by the way, cauliflowers have carbohydrates <laughs> they're not free of carbohydrates uh but it's uh they are not derived i suppose from from grains which is the thing that people are are get get all uptight about um and that like uh yeah this this consumer megatrend so so this idea yeah this idea that like the consumer megatrend now the thing is this is not swapping in anything this is a marshmallow that the fake bunny that doesn't exist is a is a marshmallow bunny flavored like cauliflower yeah right and the least i mean maybe uh, other than peepsonality maybe the biggest joke is that the flavor of peeps comes from actual foodstuffs (laughs) <laughs> that like they actually like rice cauliflower boil the boil it to death and then use the cauliflower flavored water uh right. which is make... my favorite limp biscuit album by the way <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you Pete. please please continue oh, no, no, your, no, no, no. your close and reading. you know what 
That's where the joke ends. Uh, we Working alongside Peeps felt like a natural partnership, and we think consumers will be clamoring for more green giant cauliflower flavor giant Peeps marshmallow bunnies this Easter. Joke? Not a joke, because why would you make it if you didn't think people would want it? In fact, even if you didn't think people would want it, why would you say so? Now, this is the worst part. Of course, only the most observant will notice that April 1st is also April Fool's Day. While this is just a prank, both brands do firmly believe vegetables and peeps belong in every Bunner's Easter basket, just maybe not in the same package. So I want to reiterate something here, Matt. They get like a third of the way into the joke. They hit Uh like one or two beats of the joke. They then take a left turn into like stuff where it's like, what are they there where they're just talking about themselves and they've lost the thread of what the joke is kind of about. Right which is the juxtaposition of candy and and vegetables that children don't want to eat, right? Like, um, and and I guess there's a joke in there about how people are swapping in vegetables for everything, right? And now, now we're just plugging our own product, right? And I guess that's part of what this is all about. But then you explain the joke. This is just a prank. They say it, and, and here's the thing. Both of the people who told me about this didn't know that it was a prank, even though they wrote it at the end of the press release. Right. That's interesting. <laughs> Which That's, is like yeah. so is so like endemic of press releases, right? It's like, you know, hey guys, don't spend so much time editing the last paragraph of this press release. Plus, by the way, this press release is followed by like 150 to 200 words about the two different companies in boilerplate, which I guess makes sense because you want to have that when you if you get picked up for an article. But yeah, that's but, what you that's what you do in a press release, right? Like the yeah. the yeah, sure. So like so okay okay so I guess part of me wants to say if you wanted to make this into a funny joke what would you do I guess and first of all you would have a better visual you would probably have a visual visual of like a child like biting into a peep and just having like you know what you would probably do broccoli instead of cauliflower well, what would you do is cauliflower isn't funny enough I feel like the this. green yeah the greenness I mean I guess cauliflower is the color of marshmallow and that's a yeah. you know a point of synergy but like the greenness but they're building, right? they're like, building too much they're building too much consonants there's not enough dissonance yeah. oh, sorry the greenness yeah sorry go ahead yeah the greenness of the green giant would kind of lend towards broccoli or what about kale I mean I realize kale yes. is like kale maybe funny-ish, kale right? is funnier I, kale is probably like 10 years old or like yes. 5 years uh, since it was funny, but like this is, these are corporate PR departments. And so 10 years out of date is actually like right finger on the pulse of America. What about a whole variety of vegetable peeps? Like oh, a whole range of them. I love right? that. You get eat an the, assortment. Eat the, eat the rainbow. Yes. You know? it's cause, Cause we know that you have a variety of tastes and we know you have choices. And in order to bury the, bury the market in options. So you're paralyzed by the, you're paralyzed by the which one that you don't stop to consider the why, why or why not. But that is, I mean, like, there is a kind of consumer mega trend of like younger millennials or, or generation Z where, you know, customization is viewed as kind of a must have for a lot of, a lot of products. And like, yeah. the, because a lot of identities now are kind of mediated through brand affiliations or even through like flavor affiliations. I right. read something, I read an article in a, like a, a snooty, um, literary magazine or something where they were like in- interviewing a, a teenage Instagram celebrity with the thing of like, what are these kids even doing these days? But the the Instagram celebrity said something just offhand um, that I that just threw me for a loop that was like, oh, God, when yellow was the trend, I took all these yellow pictures and then I... Uh, 
you know, and, and, and I just hate the color yellow. Now. <laughs> and that like what the yellow was a thing. So like that, like these sort of traits, you know, the kind of the mix and match, the Mr. Potato Head style, uh, you know, traits and, and kind of identification is, is such that like, I really think it could be a funny, it could be a, a, a funny, like right on, you know, kind of right on the pulse thing with this sort of consumer trend where it would be like, we know that you want to, you know, we know that you want to like express your personal taste in, in your way. So we're offering like mix and match peep boxes. You can have kale, you know, beets, uh, <laughs> yes. cauliflower, like even you know? a little app where you could make a custom peep for a friend of yours. <laughs> yes. That's like Sriracha <laughs> and, yes. and like, and veal medallions right? like, and, and, and Jolly Ranchers. That's right? already, like, yeah, that's already better that it's like, yeah. that, and you know, take the kind of like the Pringles, the Pringles marketing thing where you do the, like the different flavor Pringles and eat them together in order to create like a still greater, more complex yeah. flavor. Like I want the, I want the, like the bacon, lettuce and tomato peeps, yeah. the sandwich peeps. And so I get the rye bread peep. I get the kale <laughs> peep. I get the bacon peep. I get oh. the, the, the tomato peep right and already yeah already this is a better this is a better yeah. thing and you can see that the art just kind of creates itself with like row upon row in little boxes of different colored all the colors of the rainbow uh all the colors of the rainbow peeps including like one special edition that is not a giant bunny that is a giant peep for the jolly green giant that is like dressed in the leafy tunic of the yeah. <laughs> the jolly green giant or yes. something like that like already we've we've improved this a thousandfold yeah so but that i, I guess and i i'm glad we did this i will say that to pivot from there, that's not the point, though. We're not here just to say that this joke was a bad joke because it's clearly worked in terms of getting people's attention, right, which isn't the point. It's not supposed to be it make your life better. It's supposed to make you look at the logo of a green giant thing of something, which you haven't done in like 10 years. But at any rate, um, the point I think that I wanted to take away from this and step into the rest of this is like April Fool's Day – People seemed to be girding for it like it was going to be a whole bunch of horrible things that that were going to make everybody feel terrible and that they I mean, I read so many different posts on social media about you threats like you better not make jokes on April Fool's Day this year. Right. Like, I, I you know, I can't take it. I'm not going to deal with it. None of it is acceptable. Long lists of the topics that are unacceptable to make jokes about from people. Right. You can't joke about this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Um, and I, I'm not saying these are like mainstream lists either. Right. Like, I'm not saying like <laughs> they're giving you useful advice. Right. But it's it's like. Obviously, at this point, people have been locked up, not even locked up. Let's be accurate about it. People have had a lot of their favorite hobbies, activities and social practices suspended for more than a year. Right. And uh, and often their jobs and their livelihoods. Right. Um, as well as having a great many of their friends and family members die of a horrible illness and not be able to attend their funerals. Right. And so this has kind of taken a toll on everybody as well as of course the rampant drumbeat of like psychological warfare from multiple directions across every Avenue of traditional and social media attempting to kind of crack them right to towards one sort of thing or another, right. A lot of political and psychological manipulation. It's been very unpleasant um, in a lot of ways. And so 
So the joke comes through for the green giant peeps and nobody can tell whether it's real or not because it's horrible and they expect it to be horrible. They expect to be lied to or they expect to be sold a bill of goods. Right. There's a there's just a deep kind of bitterness. Right. Much, much perhaps like a uh, an underprepared cauliflower. Right. That hasn't been adequately. <laughs> don't get a good sear on it. More like an, an eggplant. Right. If you think you could just eat an eggplant raw, it's like oh. it's not going to it's not going to be good, man. Don't do it. Cook. No, don't do it, man. Don't don't. You got to cook your aubergine. You got to do it. Um, but anyway, so so I think that because of this, there's a general foreboding about April Fool's Day jokes this year. And things like this seem to be the product. There was also an example, which I won't go into depth on, with a French company that made the rounds where it was like they sent a whole bunch of people fake bills. It was like an Uber Eats kind of company called Deliveroo that sent a whole bunch of people fake bills for hundreds of euros worth of pizza that they never ordered. Right. Ha ha. Hilarious. Oh no, that's not that's that's not funny. There's a no. you know the the um young man, the very young man in his early twenties, I think, who killed himself when he saw a um saw a bill from the Robin Hood app, <laughs> like about <laughs> yeah. like earlier yeah. or no last year, I guess, or maybe the year before, right? Like that was yesterday, Matt. It's just <laughs> been a really. It just felt like a really long time. We've only been in quarantine for four days. <laughs> okay. Uh, and this has already happened. I've lived a yeah. whole Picard life with the yeah. flute and everything. It's the, like inherit the wind. Is it possible for seven days to last fourteen billion years? <laughs> but the like, um, you know, yeah, you can't. Uh, that's that's not funny. And this actually, Pete, this gets me into something that I was hoping that we could talk about in okay. this because they're called April Fool's jokes. Um, but they're actually really April Fool's as operationalized. They're they're April Fool's pranks. A lot right. of the time. And yeah. there's a difference between a joke and a prank, right? Like a joke is a joke. I mean, who, who can sort of say what, uh, what a joke is? Well, uh, Stuart Lee can, <laughs> right? Like he said, <laughs> let me explain all of comedy to you. Either you are, you are exaggerating a perceived truth for comic effect or you are taking a contrary pers- position, uh, Perceived to be untrue and taking that, saying it and exaggerating it for her, for comic effect. Right. And that right. is all stand up comedy explained. Yeah. Which is, is why uh, the peeps you know, joke doesn't work because you're taking something that's true and you're emphasizing it. That's true. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Right. 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 Sorry. Yeah. yeah it's neither. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's neither untrue nor exaggerated. Right. 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 And that's, yeah, you, um, so wait, what are the two? Give me the two one more time, the two sides of it. April Fool's joke. Oh, sorry. Two two things. Two things. Yeah. All comedy. Pete, I'm surprised you haven't learned this. Oh, no. I've heard it before, and I want to make sure that I have it right. Well, as, as you know, Pete, all stand-up comedy is really, you know, divides into two, into two yeah. things. Uh, either you exaggerate or perceive truth for comic effect, yeah. or you take a contrary position and exaggerate that for comic right. effect. Right, 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 right. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yep. You know, so... Yeah. You know, like either, you know, I, either the sky, the sky is so blue that I want to swim in it or, you know, I, that's not a good joke, but at least it has the structure of something you could, the kind of exaggeration you could recognize as a joke or, you know, the sky isn't blue. It's red. I'm a red skyer and we have red sky. We believe, you know, as the Bible says, the sky is red, right? There's, right. there's a, right. uh, uh, you know, a different joke. And so that's jokes. You know, and they have to do, um, jokes have to do with sort of tension and release, right? Like with the idea, with the idea of kind of like, 
buying into a premise and then realizing, you know, kind of snap it, the rubber band kind of snapping back into normal, uh, into your kind of normal perception after you've kind of like let the, let the, the comic premise stretch the rubber band of your, your perception. And that snap, that kind of snap and jiggle <laughs> is, you know, where, where people laugh. A prank is a different thing, right? Like, a prank is where you gaslight your friends. <laughs> you know, right? A prank is, uh, a prank is, is involves, um, convincing, uh, convincing someone that they are in a world where something that they believe to be true, you know, is not true. Right. right. Like gluing all their, gluing all of their, or, oh, the, 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 sorry. I was about to say gluing all their, um, dresser drawers shut, but you got it even like simpler than that. Uh, saran wrap on the toilet, right? Right. That's a prank. And that's actually maybe the, the easiest prank to see why it's, uh, why it's a prank, right? Like, cause you go, you go pee in the toilet and you splash yourself. And yeah. it's like this thing that like this thing that you're sure is true. Uh, and it's not true. And you use saran wrap. You don't, why is it not a prank if you put butcher paper over the, over the bowl of the toilet, right? Because you're not messing with the reality. You're not gaslighting your friend. You know, you're not, you're not convincing, uh, him or her that the, the thing that they perceive to be true is, uh, is in fact not true. And that's right. like, um, and that's, that's that. And, and like, so the, the joke, the joke of every prank yeah. is that every person is scared of the unknown and can be humiliated or embarrassed or upset by the unexpected. Right. Like that's the joke is like this thing happens to somebody and they didn't think it was going to happen and they're going to have a reaction that they would otherwise like you to think that they're not going to have. Yeah. Right. Like that's I think that and that's but yeah, the prank is like. The prank is, is is there's a victim, right? Is is the notion of a prank that you're you're doing something you lead them to believe. Well, I guess there's two kinds of pranks, right? There's the one where you actually harm them, and then there's the one where you lead them to believe that they're harmed, so they freak out, and then you reveal that it's not real and you yeah, laugh. That's really right? the that's the difference between jackass and punked. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> like, well, Jackass, you do it to yourself as much as you do it to other people. Yeah, so but they had different. they had plenty of doing like the one where the big hand you go, you go around the corner and the big hand <laughs> comes out and slaps you. Like the hand <laughs> the hand as big as a person like folds out when you open the door because it's on a spring or something and it smacks you and you fall. Over. It's more Bam Mar- Bam Margera style <laughs> stuff. Like like because Jackass had all of them, I think, and and I felt like Jackass was at its best. When it was doing this, when it was the people subjecting themselves to something to a level of, than, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but because like the things where like we man would just go into a store and try to buy regular sized pants or something and like <laughs> or, or like would strip naked and dance on the table and then leave. Right. Or, or like when people would stage a fight. Right. That's another sort of prank. You go in somewhere, you stage a fake fight, you alarm all the people who are there and then you leave. Yeah. Right. Or you reveal it to be fake. But anyway, sorry, I didn't I don't mean to I don't mean to get too deep into Jackass here because I think Jackass does a lot of things because there's a lot of it. Um, yeah. But, but that's, you saying. know, the, the, the tonally, I mean, right. Yeah. Like um, and that like so I, I kind of wonder and, and there is this like. Yeah, there is this kind of undercurrent of cruelty to it, you know, sure. and, and that like uh, t- to a certain extent. And I, I kind of wonder about that uh, to a certain extent. And I, 
I sort of wonder, like, because a little bit, you know, don't don't come at me with your lists of things that I'm not about to, I'm not allowed to joke about. And I love, I I love your observation that these are not mainstream lists; they're very sort of personal lists. Yeah. You know, what I, I mean, mean like, I've seen both. you I've are seen not mainstream. allowed to joke about the fact that part of the curb outside my house <laughs> has been broken for three years, and I've not gotten around to fixing it. You're not. This is not the time. This is not the time. This, this is not the time in general. This it's not the time to have April Fool's Day. We should have it in June. Right? <laughs> to tell to tell me that it reminds me a little bit of the the um, uh, the see Northcote Parkinson um, f- sort of famous famous epigram little quotation that he said that that he didn't say a quotation. We it is a quotation because we quote him saying it uh, that the man who is denied the opportunity of taking decisions of importance begins to regard as important the decisions he is allowed to take. And to, to a certain extent, we've all been, we've all been in our little bubbles. Our, our social spheres have been greatly contracted. And I wonder if certain things like the curb in front of your house do, doesn't loom a lot larger, doesn't assume a kind of cosmic. Oh, it does. Sin- oh, I can tell you it does. <laughs> Right. Like, yeah. whereas if it were just, if it were just like something that you saw for half a second every morning and night, but if you can like, if you can sit at home and like just ruminate on it and just know it's there, know the crack in the driveway is there. I know it's there. I can feel the water seeping into it and freezing and expanding. You're making and, my skin froze. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about <laughs> this that. Is being, awful. Sorry, being not a home homeowner, I these things just pass me by. And You're so, just pranking me here. This is just a prank. I'm just making you feel it's terrible. The, it's the undercurrent of of cruelty. So like on the one hand, like don't don't come at me with your, you know, self-righteous lists of things that I'm not allowed to say. But on the other hand, I kind of do get the the thing that people are not quite able to articulate which is that pranks have an undercurrent of cruelty and that is not a welcome mode for me right now like that that is not a welcome flavor of peep you know the cruel the cruel peeps are the worst flavor of all and i'm not in the mood uh like i i just don't think i could i could withstand it this year so i get you know i get it and yeah i wasn't aware of that many um, April Fool's Day jokes this year. A lot of people just sort of skipped it, overthinking it. Skipped it. You know, we normally yeah. do a thing, and we we did not. Um, and the I, I and I wonder if our kind of collective inability to like really get behind, get enthusiastic about an idea, um, you know, though we tossed a couple out, was actually kind of not down to this particular this particular phenomenon which is that like uh they're not jokes they're pranks and and people aren't in the mood for pranks because they feel pranked enough by circumstances yeah so yeah so so let's to go down the list a little bit so we've talked about pranks which are actually doing something harmful to somebody that surprises them because it misleads them about what their reality is right uh we've talked about Pranks to somebody where you create a false reality for them in which they are alarmed and you reveal that it's not a thing. So it's like, you know, the ba- the, the 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 hand in the uh, in the warm water. Right. Or like to make yep. you pee or whatever. That's one kind of prank. Then the like candid camera, you know, hey uh, or hey, like, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, uh, I, 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 I borrowed your car and I crashed it. Right. And uh, and here it is. And you bring in like a, a wrecked 
compact cube of steel that is like vaguely similar to their car right meanwhile you've towed their car down the block right and it's like they're distraught are they going to be mad at you are they going to forgive you they're gonna be like it's okay man you're my best friend it's all right or they're gonna be like what do you do this for how dare you that's another kind of prank i would say that that with the internet we've particularly seen april fool's jokes uh emerge from pranks in a couple of other modes one being the carnivalesque, right? And one being satire, I suppose, right? So the carnivalesque being, you know, uh, uh, what, what, I mean, what, what is, what's some good example? I'm trying to think of old ones that might have worked. Um, I mean, I could just use using the example of like overthinking it, overthinking it things that we've done where we did underthinking it, right? Where we reversed the normal mission of our website. Right. And, and, you know, we wrote a bunch of articles about like how to go to the bathroom and stuff and, and, uh, what was it? I think my, what was my favorite one? Well, I like the one where I just copied and pasted the Wikipedia article for a hundred years of solitude <laughs> and presented it as a book report or as a book review. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what's the lowest. So it's like, how do we invert the mission of what we do? Right. right? Exactly. Like, like I'm going to give you the lowest effort possible thing that I can for something that really, really deserves it as opposed to the level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve. So, and this is another form of, of humor, right? And of, and of kind of celebratory humor is invert is social inversion. Right. Uh, and so that's another thing. And then there's sort of satirical stuff like, uh, like where we, we, we did our art artisanal, uh, cryptocurrency, right. Which was handcrafted from like cedar wood. <laughs> and you just had to like do math longhand and send it in and we would mail you like wooden, coins that were like your cryptocurrency the yep. otis coin I, and nobody ever asked for any right nobody ever sent us any, <laughs> no, any ever, yeah we never got but the the thing was like you do math it wasn't just do math it was do complicated math having to do with the serial number on like a 50 dollars yes. bill or something yes, yes, and yes, you yes. send that to us and we yes. so if someone had sent me 50 bucks i would have looked into yeah. how to make a coin <laughs> so like so for example right um so two examples of that. My favorite April Fool's joke this year, uh, and I'm going to check to see how many views it has, because part of what makes it charming is that it has very few. It only has about a thousand and a hundred views. And it's a a relatively small YouTube channel called Diplo Strats that's dedicated entirely to long form commentaries on the classic board game Diplomacy. <laughs> Have you ever played Diplomacy, Matt? No, sir. Oh, man, it is a friend wrecking game. Uh, I have played it once. It took a month, uh, maybe two months. It is a game that takes you can play it over the board in a day. But these days, a lot of people play it online. It's from the mid 20th century. It's like a very slow and ponderous strategy game. Think about risk. But like everybody only moves once a day. <laughs> and there's seven players all moving at the same time. And in order to get anything done, they have to cooperate with each other. But also there's huge incentives to backstab each other. Okay. And so it's a sort of like, you know, you negotiate. It's like and it's all based off of early 20th century European great power politics in Europe. So it's like, oh, you're the Austrians and you're negotiating with the Italians to, you know, um, support move a fleet into Piedmont. Right. Like, you know, and the, the, the Germans have taken have taken uh, Belgium and, the, and with the help of the British. But now the French are helping the British take Belgium and so on and so forth. Right. There's lots of counter moves, backstabbing. If you play this game like you will you will probably ruin friendships. It's worse than Scrabble in that respect. <laughs> Although it's also a lot of fun. And if you play it with people who understand what the game is about, it's actually really fun. But these are like, I mean, there was one commentary on one game that is on this site that's like 25 hours long, right? It's the longest diplomacy game ever. He released an esports friendly four minute video, 
right? Where it's like on, uh, on the actual grand championships for the year. Part of what makes it charming is it's like it's punk rock in the sense that like the production values aren't that good. He's he's very clearly not screaming. He wants to scream as his character, but he's not doing it because he knows he'll blow his microphone out. So he's he's going like this to try to sound excited. And there's like an overlay that says it's sponsored by TA83 calculators. There's just <laughs> but but it's an inversion, right? It's like the joke is that, you know, every game is trying to be esports, right? Let's make diplomacy like esports when it is the least suited to do this right mm. and also let me take the huge long involved commentaries that i do that my relatively you know my audience likes and watches right uh but let's do let's like really condense it and scream right and like um i mean it's the kind of thing where there's like two pieces that move which in a game of diplomacy would be a very shocking thing to happen in the particular way they happen but when you just see the dots move on the board it doesn't mean anything and he shows you the instant replay stuff like that right so that's that's an example of the inversion right the inversion joke yep um an example of the satire kind of joke would be what like um there was one there, Man like, there from was from nantucket what? No. <laughs> no. Well, a lot of people know Video Game Donkey, very popular video game YouTuber. And again, most of the things I encountered were on YouTube. They're mostly YouTube channels that had a commitment to producing content regardless of what happened because a lot of the websites just skipped it, right? Um, video Game Donkey released a list of the 10 hottest female Mario characters, right? Which was like uncomfortable, included multiple animals, right? And he did it in a funny voice, and it was the kind of thing that could absolutely be real, right? But he was making fun of the people who do this for real, right? It was sort of a satire, but even then, given the way that 2021 is going, probably wasn't enough of a satire, right, to really land. It's like, oh, this is a terrible video that makes me want to claw my eyes out. That's the fourth time today, right? Like that kind of thing. So, so, but it's but it's making fun of something specific, right? Like another one was um, there's a Game of Thrones theory video I watched where he was making fun of the idea that people think that Daenerys was raised in Bravos, and he he was doing readings from the book where he'd altered the text to make it more plausible that she was from Bravos by adding in references to salt smell and clams and stuff. And it's played for laughs. It's not particularly funny. I mean, I get it, but it's like it's part of that whole thing where everybody just feels mean. Like everybody feels vulnerable and hurt and mean uh, right now. So it's not it didn't really land. But I guess that's what I'm saying. Like there's 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 the pranks like the toilet. There's the pranks like the fake crashed car. Right. There's the there's the jokes like our site normally sells seltzer. But now we're selling giant bombs of seltzer. Right. Like, oh, Schweppes has signed a a, a uh, contract with Lockheed Martin to drop giant cans of Schweppes ginger ale. Right. That are 40,000 tons in like military settings. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, what if what if Ready Whip just started <laughs> yes. started advertising themselves as a cheap way to get high? Yeah. For one- <laughs> That's 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 2021 April Fool's Day in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, there it's you a, go. a joke post from Ready Whip that's like you can you can sniff our whipped cream and get high, right? Like because it's 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 not funny, and I guess it's funny. Hold the can it's, vertical, it's, <laughs> stay vertical. 2021. It's just so sad. It's so true. Like don't do it. But anyway, like these are these are sort of different notions of kind of prank and joke. I was. I would I would add like to our commentary. I think it's important that for for you and I in order to treat this subject with appropriate uh, I won't say objectivity because that's not what people come for, but appropriate perspective. I think among people, you and I 
are are less receptive than the median by a fairly large margin to cruel, mean spirited pranks. Right. Um, well, I would I more even, more. Yeah, more more inclined to point out the cruelty in something like that, because there are other aspects other than cruelty mixed into the prank. But like, yeah, the the I mean, maybe not you. I don't know. No, uh, I am. I am. Like, I just, I'm not be to be made at my expense. I would be very horrified and I would not like them. Right. Like, I don't know if I could take it. Oh, no. So I don't I, yeah, no, I, I definitely couldn't. I wouldn't have a, a great um, sense of humor for, for something like that. I also like to, to the extent that like adults visit things like these on, on children. I, I think they're, it's pretty awful, right? Like, because yeah. maybe it's just that my, you know, I, my sense of, of safety, like the of kind of security as a child was sort of precarious because I was sensitive or whatever. But like, I, I have a feeling that like, I, you know, children are so powerless, you know? in that in in an adult world and that like it's not it's really not cool to mess with that and the idea that you can go like ha 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 and and all the effects of that thing that you've done will will dissipate is false that idea is false that's not um so, so this is like the works. jimmy kimmel didn't jimmy was it jimmy kimmel who asked his viewers to tell their kids that they weren't getting any Christmas presents. Oh, and yeah. to watch their reaction, right? right? Something like that, and to and um, watch the kids, and that was what that was like. Yeah, and the kids like lost it. You know, yeah. <laughs> the kids lost yeah. it. Or I give them terrible presents, or they don't get what they want, right? Or they get nothing. Yeah, um, yeah, well, yeah, so yeah. Here, I mean, here's um. Tell me what you think of this. I'm not. I'm not sure. I've I've thought all the way through this. In eighth grade. Pete, in eighth grade, my Latin teacher decided, well, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm about to give away, I'm about to give it away too much. In, in eighth grade, my Latin teacher gave us a very special quiz one day and said that it was an important quiz that yeah. tested the most important thing that we would learn in Latin that year. And she said it was very hard, but that she had confidence that, that we could do it. So close your books and, uh, time for our quiz and passed out the quiz. Now I, you know, I scanned it. It had instructions. It had like a list of like 15 questions on it. And this was a 15 minute quiz. So they, you know, they were, they had, you had to go bam, 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 bam. They were not easy questions. Yeah. It was like stuff that, that I was, I was one of maybe two or three, um, two or three kids in the class who probably like did the extra work and like, and just like studied the charts at the back of the book to learn, you know, hick, hike, hoke, hueus, 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 uh, huic, 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 I, I forget all of them now, but like to learn all the relative pronouns or to learn like the special case, like, uh, special case third declension nouns or like fifth declension, fifth declension. That's the one that trips people up. Um, you know, that, that like, and, and so it was, and it was a lot of stuff like conjugate, conjugate verbs, stuff that might take more than a minute for an eighth grader. And I just, I started tearing through this because like I'd been told it was important. I got to question eight. Question eight said, only do two things, write your name on the top of oh, the yeah. paper and turn it over. And I looked at the instructions and the instructions said, make sure you read all of the questions before yeah. you start the quiz. And afterwards, 
I was furious. <laughs> I was furious. And Pete, I'm sorry, I'm going to be a little ungenerous here. This was a crueler joke for me than it was for my stupid classmates. You know, because they were not capable. They were not capable, Pete, not even capable of, you know, doing the like the dative plural, you know, of the relative pronoun in the neuter gender. They didn't know what that was, uh, but I did, you know, so, so crueler, crueler still, um, crueler still for me. Now, to, to a certain extent, like, uh, my teacher was making a point and it's a teacher that I like, I, you know, I got over it. I was momentarily furious, but like making a point and stuff. But I thought about that later and I thought like, if this sort of teaches anything, right? Like it does it through, through humiliation, you know, it does it through like, like making you wrong and like feel bad about being wrong. And I, you know, I don't know. I still, uh, I, it's this sort of prank that like, I don't know. I still kind of, I, I wonder about it. And you can tell that like, you know, 30 years later, I remember this thing. Uh, I remember this like particular event. Can't remember a, uh, uh, single other thing from, from that year of Latin. Oh, except the, uh, the verb endings for the, um, for the, uh, past perfect tense, um, active, uh, voice, past perfect, uh, indicative mood, uh, th- sing to the tune of windy, the song windy, uh, <laughs> e is the it, emus, istis, errant, uh, that, you know, <laughs> So when I was in seventh grade, my science teacher gave us the same class, uh, test. Oh God! Um, where they said, "Make sure you read the directions," and if you read the directions, it said, "Read this all the way through before doing any of the problems." And I did. And at the end, it said, "Put your name on top of the paper and hand it back in without doing anything." And I did exactly what it said, and I was done in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and 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 I and so I had a very different reaction to this kind of now I'm wondering because in my mind this is one of the most important tests you can ever give anybody right like this this to me was like a really critically important idea which is always make sure you understand what's being asked of you before you answer sure right and, and always I mean and and this is really super uh, important in stuff like math right or anything involving math where it's like well what units is the answer what units is the answer supposed to be in? I totally, right? I totally feel you. I yeah. think that by subverting the medium of a pop quiz in order to do this, right? There's already social contract around what is expected of you in those, in those situations and like identifying. But that's that- the problem. You need to shake that idea because that social contract, if that's going to get you in trouble, man. Like if you, if you go into these environments, assuming that you know what it is that people want from you, like, cause people change what they want from you all the time. Right. Like, I mean, I get it. I guess part of it was that when I took the quiz, it wasn't a particularly hard quiz. Like it was an easy quiz. Uh-huh. Um, and I wonder if that made it 
less painful. Also, at the end, she very theatrically announced that everyone was getting 100 and it was like there. It was a joke. Right. But I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> All of you who scored a zero. It was a joke. <laughs> Your parents will not beat you tonight <laughs> wow. for getting a so zero. Maybe, maybe this isn't about the test, Matt. <laughs> maybe there's something else that's going on here. No, that's making- <laughs> I, was, I was very my, my parents always encouraged me to do less well in school. Honestly, they thought I was they thought I was taking it a little too serious. But I mean, but I mean, I guess because the idea of I guess because there's another mode of joke or prank or uh, celebration that we haven't addressed, I guess, which is just the introduction of the absurd frustration of expectations. Right. Which is like the the cheese cheese sketch. The cheese sketch, the Monty Python cheese shop sketch. Uh, Tell me what you mean. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, uh, I consider it canon. Um, the guy goes into the cheese cheese shop, and there's cheese piled up on the walls, and John Cleese is behind the counter, or whoever it is. And it's, uh, do you have any, you know, Gouda cheese? Oh, nope. Do you have any cheddar cheese? Oop, nope. Do you have any red Leicester cheese? Nope. Do you have any Havarti cheese? Nope. Do you have any? And like, it's you know, six minutes of cheese shot of asking for cheeses and and the guy saying no spoiler alert for the monty python cheese shop (laughs) sketch um that like it's just this like and it becomes this like absurd drama of frustrated expectations and the you know the kind of the humor the way the way that it it uh, builds is by you know the the emotional tenor like really shifting like over the course of the the five or six minutes a very long time in sketch comedy uh sketch comedy time yeah yeah so similar i'm thinking about like public stunts where you you know inflate some crazy balloon somewhere or i mean we used to you know march the marching band into various places where it didn't belong and just play random songs and then run away right surprise people with stuff um and uh and and there's a there's a there's a laughter to it because there's that social function of well this isn't really a threat to me this isn't really a problem this isn't what i expect but it's not really hurting me Right. Um, If you're not being hurt by it, if you are being hurt by it, then you're not going to find it as funny, probably. But like, you know, there's I think there's um, there's just like, you know, peekaboo kind of jokes, too. Um, You know, people laugh. I mean, maybe it's just because I've been hanging out with a baby and they're very easy. It's very easy to make a baby laugh by doing things like holding up fingers or or clicking your tongue or doing peekaboo or whatever. Um, (laughs) Blow on his face. It's like uh, a week worth of entertainment. They love it. They love that. They love that. Actually, I've been. well, here's an example, right? Here's an example of just such a thing uh, that that I do with my son. Um, we have a box of cards that have words on them and pictures, and the because it is not a cruel prank, the words correspond to the pictures, right? So it's a picture of a ball, and it says ball. It's not like a picture of a ball and says Guantanamo, and then it's like measuring your response time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's uh, no, it's a picture of a ball, and it says ball. And it's just something we got because we subscribe to some toy service for infants, right? So we get this box of cards. And one of the things I like to do is I hold them up to him and I talk him through it because they he's, he's interested, right? Um, he's like, what is this thing? Especially when he was younger. I mean, he's almost a year old now. But when he was much younger, um, you know, because he's been around for such a long time, uh, just the idea of holding anything in front of his face was interesting because he was trying to make out shapes and colors. And he didn't really know how things worked. Um, but – 
I would I would read these things to him. And then what I discovered was that he got a lot bigger kick out of it if I would fan his face with the card. Right. So sometimes I would pull the card out and I would read it to him and I would show it to him. Sometimes I would outline the word. I would like point my finger at the word at the bottom and point at the picture, try to explain. Sometimes I would explain what it is. And sometimes I would just go, oh, do declare. And I would fan my face and I would fan his face. Um, and he got a yeah, that was a riot to him. Right. He loved it. Um, there's the, 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 uh, I don't think he was appreciating it on a level where the frustration of expectation along those lines was funny, um, in that respect, but he did like having the wind in his hair, um, (laughs) is like at that point, heavy duty comb over, because as I've said, uh, it's not a receding hairline. It is an advancing forehead. Uh, and when you're talking about baby hair, but anyway, sorry, it's, um, I don't mean to keep foraying into baby stuff. And, but that, that it, it is interesting. There's a good, there's a good like baby. Well, not baby. They're not, they, they don't quite get it, but like kid version of the kind of the carnivalesque inversion that you were talking about where the, like the adult does something wrong or says something obviously wrong. And the kids will go, no, it's not that. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I used to do, do I put this in my ear? <laughs> no. Oh. The, do the, I put it in my shoe? The, yeah, exactly. You know, I used to do children's birthday parties uh, when I was doing children's theater on the weekends as a teenager for like for the the pocket money that I got from the tips was right. what was what I earned from those those like very hard and long weekends like uh, doing this this uh, you know double headers of of children's uh, children's theater and you know it was it was like that was like my way in to like getting the kids to kind of come along when I was what 15 or 16 where, where it was like well gosh we're glad you're all here for Georgie's wedding no <laughs> what oh uh Georgie's first lost tooth no Georgie you know what i mean and like could and then you can string that out for uh for forever and then then um Oh God. And then the way it paid off, actually, it had a didactic purpose, which was that the last one after we'd kind of gone through all of the, all of the cycles of this game is I would say, and we're going to go in and watch a movie. And they'd say, Oh no. Oh, we're not. What are we watching? A play, a play. Oh, what's the difference between a movie and a play? Uh. And it got me to do my little spiel about <laughs> how they couldn't talk to each other because we can't, uh, we can't turn up the volume for on, on the on the actors and they couldn't like come up on stage and stuff because everyone was watching and they you know um right. so yeah it had a it had a oh god like like a lot of stuff uh for children it was a, a delightful idea ruined by its didactic purpose <laughs> but i guess i want to think about what April Fool's Day has been on the internet it's been these latter things lately where it's been websites putting up Something they obviously don't do, like Google rolling out fake features, right? I'm trying. I can't even remember some of these, um, or uh, you know, just products they would never make. Or uh, oh god, I'm trying to think what else. What else are some of the great? What are some of the great web April Fool's Day jokes? Oh, I don't know. I'd um, have to. I'd have, if only there were a website where I could Google that. <laughs> seriously um <laughs> but yeah yeah absolutely they, but we all know the kind of thing you're talking about so yeah, like and they that's what been pranking people as much as they've been either like surprising and delighting people or satirizing themselves right or 
carnivalescingly inverting the expectations of what you're going to get on the website, sure. right? Like all that stuff. Um, and then we're just not in the mood. I guess maybe if the world already feels upside down, there's really less of a desire to invert it. Yeah. And um, it's also, the, the, there's a limit. I think there's a limit in, you know, corporate PR, how much you can do these things, like how cruel you can be to your, <laughs> your potential customer base. So like you are going to be in, in the, the world of, of jokes and of, of fairly tame jokes. Um, not the world of my sadistic Latin teacher, right, uh, right, you know, right. and the, um, you know, and the, the horrible psychological harm that she wrought upon me. <laughs> oh man. April <laughs> fools. I'm fine. <laughs> April fools. April All right. Fools. Pete, let's leave it there for, uh, for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And Pete, thank you for, uh, podcast. April. No. <laughs> Pete, I had a terrible time talking with you. April fools. Hey, Matt, I'm pregnant. <laughs> April Fool's. See, it's not funny, even though I can't get pregnant because I'm a dude, because you could joke that maybe we're no, we're not. We're not having it. It's not not something that's happening right now. It's not something that's happening. But that was the kind of thing that people like don't joke about it. Right. Don't joke about whether you're pregnant or not. Don't do it. And it's like, all right, okay, fine. You know, I wasn't going to do it. It seems a little bit excessive. It is. It Um, is kind of beyond the scope of this particular episode, especially since I just kind of wrapped it up. It's beyond the scope to sort of say, like, where is the threshold for for something like that? Like some people find this difficult. And so you should not, you know, you shouldn't really just stay away from this this area and entirely. Certainly right now, it's probably nicer to just err on the side of not being a jerk to people, you know, rather than like insist on your 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 First Amendment right to your like Voltaire, your Voltairean First Amendment right to be a a jerk. Um, But anyway, no, (laughs) we'll be back. Speaking of being a jerk, we'll be back next week. Oh, great. (laughs) Sorry, by the way, which? No, never mind. I'll wait. (laughs) Okay. Until next week, when we're back with more Overthinking Your Podcast. Till then, visit April Fools. Visit us on the web at overthinkingit.com, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny. It probably doesn't deserve. I just wanted to tell our audience about the delicious prank that we've been playing on them this entire time. Yeah, but by all means, it's finally time to tell them. Which is, of course, that I am not an actual person, but a funny voice that you do as part of your stage ventriloquist act, Matt and Pete. You know, a dummy and a dummy, which you can see anywhere up and down the Pacific Coast Highway at all the fine red roof inns uh, at any and once they open back up again. <laughs> Definitely. And Uh, let me tell you, my butt's sore sitting on this knee. It's pretty bony, Matt. You must have been eating too few carbs. Yeah. Well, they they replaced, they switched, they Folgers Crystal's knee. They they replaced all my marshmallow peats with cauliflower. Oh, (laughs) marshmallow peats. There's a, there's a product that's, it's high time to do. Um, hey, kidding aside, Pete, you know what I just realized? This is episode 666. Oh, man. And I forgot that we were supposed to talk about Lil Nas X. (laughs) Wipeout.